Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. On a victory Monday, you might hear it in my voice, a little scraggly, a little stuffy behind the nose. Long weekend of football, went to some games this weekend, went to the Chiefs game yesterday. Awesome 26-10 victory to improve to 9-2, Johnny and Blaine. With me, as always, on another Victory Monday, um, my thoughts from the game real quick before I turn it over to these two guys. Just a really bleh game. Um, there were some flashes of some cool stuff. I mean, it was cool to watch the Travis Kelsey touchdown um, where he absolutely shredded Jalen Ramsey. It was cool about that, too, is that it was actually going away from me, so I felt like I could see really kind of the whole field, how the play developed. It I can't believe Jalen Ramsey didn't turn his head. I mean, I know that ball was on an absolute rope and probably wasn't expecting it, but it looked like he could have made some sort of play, and that's what made the, the the Travis Kelsey play look so much cooler as he went in for, I believe, a 39-yard touchdown catch. Um, but that was really kind of it. A lot of field goals. Chiefs defense was impressive, but we know what the offense, the, the, the Chiefs defense is going against. And it really was just a black, cold, windy boring game um and the arrowhead crowd was not one of the best crowds i've been a part of and that's no shade at the fans at all because there were times where it was loud but the overall feeling in the stadium was just that this was going to be a chief's victory and there was really nothing the rams could do about it and that that proved to be the case as the chiefs improved to nine and two those are my thoughts let's turn it over to johnny and blaine blaine we'll start with you brother just your thoughts on the game yesterday maybe what you liked disliked you know yeah, I mean, you, there are a few good things you can take away from it. Ultimately, I'm not happy about it. I know you win and you handle a game, but I, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want this to be a, a possible one score game in the fourth quarter. Uh, if there aren't a couple interceptions there, it, it could have got way too close for comfort. Luckily, obviously, blowing it out, but, you know, you saw the D line be pretty good, the secondary be good. You saw, um, a little bit of Ronald and Pacheco just be a maniac. He's really fun to watch. You know, we they got some things they got to fix up. But overall, it just was – I didn't love it. I, I want to see more out of the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they played a bad opponent, but I want to see more out of them. And um, it was boring. <laughs> you know what? Um, before Johnny goes real quick, speaking on your Pacheco take, I hope I don't take anything here from Johnny. But you talk about uh, wanting more from the Chiefs, and I completely agree. But, I mean, you, you hand the ball off to anybody in the league, I don't care who you are, 22 times, it's going to be tough to score a lot of points. I mean, we are not used to that. Pacheco goes for 22 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. is something we've been begging for all year, really. But what – and I'll, maybe I'll say this for the offensive segment, but it was uh, it was good to see. Johnny, your thoughts? Yeah, okay. Um well, it's always nice to win. Um, I remember a lot of times you know, the Chiefs have won five in a row. They're nine and two. They're the number one team in the AFC. Like, you know, it wasn't too long ago where, like, getting five wins in a whole year wasn't happening all the time. And, I mean, this is the ones – I mean, the Chiefs have the, the inside track, like, to be the one seed again for the fifth year in a row. So, it's like – yeah, they did disappoint me with their red zone offense, but their red zone offense has been uh, in the top five, it, it, top three, I think, in the league and it, across the board this season. I've got my dogs going nuts over here, too. They've got some thoughts. But, um, you know, I, I they didn't execute well enough in the red zone against the Rams. Yes, but I also think at the same time the Chiefs 
uh, were playing their C-plus game. Like, I don't think the Chiefs were going to call anything there. Um, so a lot of the runs maybe to Pacheco were just, like, literally just hand it off and go straight ahead and see if you can get anything. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if there was that much design there. So, like, it's a double-edged – it's like there's two sides to this. Like, yes, I, I was disappointed with how the Chiefs executed in the red zone. But I don't think they were calling their best stuff. Like, I think Andy maybe was calling some cute, a lot of cute stuff just to see if it would work. And he's probably not going to do that stuff in a situation that's actually super meaningful. And this was an opponent in the Rams that, you know, earlier in the year, the, the Colts were a team that we were very disappointed that beat the Chiefs. This Rams team is, is like getting slaughtered by the Colts. Like, there was quite literally no chance that this Rams team was going to beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs did not play it a very good football game. So yeah, like boring game. Uh, I have a few other things I'll get into as we go through the pod, but yeah, just boring. And like the crowd wasn't really into it, which I understand. And, you know, it's hard for, I think even the players maybe to get up and like get into a physical fight when they know that the opponent is bad. Yeah. And I'd like to give a little credit too to the Rams defense. Cause I was listening to Mitch Holtis uh, post game in the car on the drive home. And they were, they're like statistically like the fourth best defense in the league or something crazy like that. I mean, there's no stout or no slouches on that side of their roster. Um, it was really awesome to see Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. First off, Jalen Ramsey is insanely swag. I mean, that guy, you could tell from just being in that same stadium as him that he had more swag than I do. Um, he, he was awesome. He had a, he had that sick play on the goal line that's when you know guys really do truly love football is Jalen Ramsey didn't have to make that play on Travis Kelsey where Patrick tried to absolutely zip it into him on the fourth there was another one I think it was actually a third down I think it was right before Butker's last field goal um and he dove in and perfectly timed and knocked it away from Travis and Patrick never saw him it was um it was an unbelievable play but maybe we use this podcast, guys, to maybe talk about some areas of the game moving forward that the Chiefs need to improve on because the game pretty cut and dry. Um, Mahomes goes for 320 and a touchdown and a bad pick. It was bad, by the way. It was in the end zone I was sitting in. But, again, not going to beat too much uh, – beat that up too much, I should say. Let's uh, – Let's start with let's start with special teams, guys. I have some very big concerns, <laughs> um, not just not just from the fact that another Sky Moore muff. Um, it it they just don't seem besides the specialists. It's not locked in right now. I like that there were no kick returns yesterday, but these little areas that fake field or that fake punt really pisses me off because. <clears throat> That scenario is exactly when run one is going to be ran against us. And you put that stuff on tape, and I'm not saying it's going to hurt us in the regular season, but we get seven weeks into the future here, guys. We're going to be in the playoffs, and you might forget about that play. Coaches aren't going to forget about that. And they schooled us on that. It made us look really bad. And that's the thing about games like this. you got to nitpick some things here and there, maybe try to sound like a little bit of a stickler, but, I mean – Guys, it's a concern. Blaine, you've been grinning the whole time. I'd like to hear what you have here. I just like did don't want to see Justin Watson returning kicks for the Kansas City Chiefs, returning punts. Like that 
I, I'm used to Dante Hall or T- Tyreek Hill, and I get a six-four white guy. I mean, like, come on. I know that's what—that's kind of what I wanted to ask too. Is like I'm looking down the roster right now. I don't know who can. I don't know who has. Like you were in the stadium, you text us even pregame about it that Watson was was maybe back there with Sky. Who else? I I don't know. I mean, they had to throw they had to throw um, Sky Moore back out there this week because Kadarius was hurt, right? Out, right, right. Um, and he really didn't do it last week either because he got hurt in that game and was out. Um, so I guess what they said was with McColl on IR, which by the way, Sky Moore muffed the punt. And I got to be honest with the listeners, guys. I said in my head that I miss McColl. Now I did not say it out loud. I did not say it out loud, but I did say it in my head. Man, I we could use McColl out here today. But um, I don't know why you don't like Justin Watson, Blaine, because if I'm Dave Tube, Tobe, whatever, why is if, – if we force him to punt, it should be a fair catch every time. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and Justin Watson can do that. Yeah. Just to, again, just to – I mean – catch it. Yeah, that's all you do need. Just get the ball to Patrick Mahomes, and you'll be fine. Don't try to be too flashy. That makes a good point. But I want somebody flashy back there. Hopefully, Tony can bring that. But yeah, Johnny. Special teams, okay. Um, yeah, you guys already covered a lot of the negative. Like it's just it's over with Sky Moore as a returner. Um, I listen to all of the media availability that Dave Tobe has whenever he speaks it's just weird like he's been known as a a special teams guru and just this year has just has not been good um and it's not just the sky more fumbles it's just some lack of execution uh, across the board and maybe that is uh, uh, you could you can attribute that to having a lot of new guys in this special teams unit um you think of some special teams aces in the past for tobe uh, say what you will about them on defense, but Sorensen played a lot of key snaps on special teams for Chiefs teams under Tobe in the past, and so did Ben Neiman. So did Armani Watts um, and Dorian O'Daniel. And so not having those guys, Anthony Sherman too, and not having those guys maybe is attributing to some of these uh, mistakes that they've had. But having said all of that, it's we're going on week uh, 14, right? Is it 13, week 13? Yeah. Like, come on, uh, get it figured out because it's been too long and the special teams blunders are very frustrating. Okay. Uh, my two cents on the returner, it's going to be Tony when he's healthy. I'm fine with Watson right now. Just, just catch it. Um, but the only other name that I've heard in circulation from Tobe uh, would be Trent McDuffie back there, but with as much I mean, McDuffie's playing like every snap on the defense, so he's not playing as much on special teams. And so, great. So, if it's just Watson, that's fine with me until Tony gets back out there. And I do believe that Tony's going to be out there when it matters a lot for these Chiefs. So, uh, hopefully next week, because we got a big game that we'll talk about. The final things, I'll say some positive stuff about the special teams. Harrison Butker was four for four on kicks yesterday, two for two on extra points. Now, none of them were were crazy. The longest was a 32-yard kick. But Harrison bangs 45, 50-plus-yard kicks all the time. Where he's been struggling is these consistent kicks that he should be making. And all the kicks yesterday were right down Broadway. So I was pumped to see Butker doing well. And he only had one punt, but Tommy Tommy Townsend had a 49-yard punt that went out at the eight-yard line. So I was really pleased with that side of the special teams. But overall, it has to get better. Tommy Townsend, and listen to us. 
have a pretty awesome special teams podcast here. I absolutely love it. Tommy Townsend has been, if not one of the most improved Chiefs on the entire team. Bombs away. I hated this guy. I really did. I he used to be a McColl type player where he just flat out stunk. He had three or four shanks I can vividly remember last year. He dropped that snap in the Super Bowl. Ew, dude, that is inexcusable for a punter. You cannot drop that. So it's it's awesome. He's good now, and he's a weapon. I mean, pin them deep, and uh, he did that yesterday, like Johnny said. Now let's flip over. Harrison Butker has all these field goals. Here's my next subject I'd like to bring up to you guys. What was the red zone offense indicative of yesterday? Or should I, or excuse me, indicative of yesterday? I said that word wrong. Do you think I like what Johnny said about the play calling because it did feel really cute down there? I felt like the Rams' defense got insanely stout as the Chiefs moved closer and closer to the end zone, in particular inside the ten yard line because. I had tweeted earlier in the game when we weren't running it inside the 10-yard line, like, why? We then come out in the second half, and we did try to run it a couple more times than the first half deep in our our red zone, and it really didn't work. I mean, Pacheco had that touchdown in the second half after an awesome drive from the Chiefs, but after that point and forward, it was uh, it was tough sledding down there, and Aaron Donald in the in the defensive line for the Rams really started to kind of take over. So, Johnny, I'll start with you. How much do you put on play calling? How much do you put on the Rams' defense? And is there any other category that I could be leaving out? Well, those are the two things right there. Like, regardless, the Chiefs, even with a vanilla offensive red zone plan or whatever, I mean, just game-wide, it seemed pretty vanilla they didn't execute well enough. Like they just got, they, and thankfully they were playing an opponent that was, that's just not able to compete on offense. Um, but they, yeah, they still compete on defense. The Rams are top four. I think they're fourth in the league. That's actually what it is uh, against the run. And so that probably is why the Chiefs only got 3.1 yards per carry from Pacheco's 22 rushes. Um, but I really do think like just watching the plays, I kept asking myself, like, what the hell are we doing, you know? And that's probably the answer right there. Like, we were trying some things against a bad team that we knew if they didn't go right, probably wouldn't bite us in the end. So, like, if they're having having Sky Moore throw passes against Cincinnati, I'll probably be a lot more pissed off (laughs) on the recap podcast than I am right now because, like, at the end of the day – (laughs) <laughs> they were off. They were awful in the re- in the red zone. Mahomes threw a terrible interception. You know, NBA, but like, and Patrick acknowledged it too. Like he's like, if I can stop, if I can eliminate the one terrible mistake I'm having every game, we'll be in a lot better position. Um, MVS had a really bad drop in the red zone. Like it was just not good enough from the Chiefs. At the end of the day, they beat the Super Bowl defending champions by. 16 they covered and they won at home so like yeah just we can talk about it all the time but like the game was just kind of irrelevant like let's just get the w and get out of there 
It's just, Pacheco runs hard, right? But you know what you got to, and I think this was seeing what they can get out of him in those situations because he hasn't been used a ton. We haven't seen it a ton. Johnny, that's a good point on your side. It's just trying to use him, use him, put it on film, and that way he can get better in the red zone or in short down situations because that's where the Chiefs have sucked for two, three years. But, you know, when I'm looking at it, Joe Tooney didn't play. You got to think about that with Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner was really good yesterday in the red zone as well. I mean, I think he made every tackle <laughs> within yeah. 20 yards of the, the end zone. He was, he was just stuffing everything and hitting somebody, them hard. Somebody on the Rams yesterday absolutely annihilated Pacheco. Like it was, yeah. uh, it was a big hit and he popped right back up. I don't know how he does it. Sorry. Continue. No, but it just comes down to red zone efficiency. Obviously is, is, is Pacheco going to be the guy that you can gain the ball off to on the three and feel like he's going to shed a tackle? I don't know if that is now. I mean, he's an, he, like I said, he runs hard, but he falls hard. And, um, you know, maybe we'll see if they do anything different with, with anybody else back there in short down situations because now it's all on tape. Yeah, and very interesting stat here. No handoffs or carries for Jarek McKinnon. I would have figured at least two, maybe three, but Ronald Jones takes four um and Patrick Mahomes had four carries so kind of odd I mean I would I'm good for Jerry McKinnon to get at least three carries a game I mean if not more I mean why not so kind of kind of weird there he did have three catches for 26 yards let's wrap up the pod with real quickly with two quick segments here let's wrap up with let's overall talk defense um and then let's let's get a little Cincinnati preview to the preview which will be out on Wednesday night, Thursday for the listeners um, as the Chiefs travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. This Chiefs defense yesterday did basically essentially what the offense did in a different way. They did exactly what they needed to do, and they came out and they thumped a little turd right in the head. They came out and absolutely bullied the Rams. And um, the I mean, and I know it was Bryce Perkins, and you can – I completely understand that's a very valid argument, but the Chiefs just never even let him get comfortable and never even let that little that that kid have a chance. And um it was awesome to see. I love the activity from this defensive line, guys. This defensive line is flying around and they are causing a lot of havoc. Shout out George Karloftis. First career sack as a chief. It was an awesome play. Uh Bryce Perkins had no chance. Um, and, and he's, and I loved his celebration where he just held up that one, like, and held it up to the crowd. It was really badass. I think he's going to be a chief's favorite for a long time. I'm really starting to buy in. Um, and even with one sack, I, I love his activity. He gets his hand on footballs. Um, it's good to see. And, and I, this chief's defense guys, I want to rave about it every week for as long as we can, because it deserves it. And another week where all three levels seem to be playing insanely well. And when you're sitting in the crowd, you kind of, you start kind of picking up on people who definitely don't know football um, as much as, as we do or other people that talk about the chiefs. Like everybody knows that Nick Bolton is good. Like there isn't one person. And, and I don't know where all this slander that I've been seeing about Nick Bolton. I feel like you guys have been telling me that, people have been talking kind of crap on Nick Bolton and I haven't seen any of it because everybody I was around yesterday was just raving about how good this guy is. I mean, he's unbelievable. 11 total tackles. So Blaine, we'll start with you, your thoughts on the defense uh, from yesterday. 
Yeah, George was my first thought. That was awesome. But then really just the D-line. Chris got one, Chris got his, and he looked really good all day. Dunlap got a hand on one. Just, to, you know, they create it for us, and we got to keep having that. And, you know, it's, I said multiple times to my family, man, Dunlap, man, he's starting to look really good, and he's starting to be a really good addition, as, as we've said before. But if he can do that, I mean, just get a hand on a ball or just be a presence, three tackles. You know, that's all I want out of you, but in a pressure. That, that, phenomenal and our defense will continue to be good yes so yes nick bolton's really good well jerry sneed's one of the best players as well as secondary players in the nfl right now willie gay's good I, we all know all these things and they showed up and they played to their capabilities it was awesome i i got a quick story about the jerry sneed pick um i don't know how or maybe just like the time kind of froze and all i could hear was myself but right before perkins threw that pick to Legarius, i shrieked pick at the stadium like before it ever even was in his hands like i swear dude if i could like replay if i had the click remote from the movie click and i could go back and like i swear i said pick before anybody in that entire stadium it was it was so obvious it was so badass and his return was good because he kind of gave him a little stiff arm on the sideline and got like five more yards i think he got it down inside the 10 so He's awesome, man. And McDuffie, too. So Dude, good. people are not throwing at McDuffie. They threw at him on the very first drive. And sorry, I'm getting a little long, a little long-winded, but I'm fired up now all of a sudden. Because I you know what? Side note, ridiculous that I'm not fired up that I was at Arrowhead yesterday. But that's a different time for a different day. I mean, it was it was sick to be there. First drive of the game for the Rams, McDuffie targeted, incomplete pass, Rams punt. They don't throw at him the rest of the day. Seriously. Johnny, what'd you think? Um, yeah, 11 tackles from Bolton, eight solo, one tackle for loss, one pass defended, one interception. This guy's like just the NBA guy who fills up the stat sheets and is getting triple doubles. Like this guy is just insanely good. Um, and, uh, happy for him. I thought Frank Clark had a lot of juice yesterday. I yeah. thought Frank Clark looked really good on TV. I don't know if you saw that in person, but, um, no, I he just, looked, he looks really good, Johnny. I, and his, I couldn't you know believe what? it. You know what the difference is from him after this two-game mini-buy when he got suspended, which actually might be a blessing in disguise looking back at it. Because remember the time of the vibes of Frank when he first got suspended for those two games? We were really out on him. And since the two-game buy or suspension, we haven't really been – I haven't really been yelling his name in a negative way, and it had been happening a lot. His second effort is the difference right now. He's playing really well. Sorry, Johnny. Very good. He, uh, yeah, I'm just out on him as a dude. So like, it's hard for me to, I don't, I am still not going to expect anything from Frank Clark, but whatever we can get uh, is great. And, you know, one of the things about him, he's, he's been underwhelming as a pass rusher in his career with the chiefs outside of the 2019 playoffs when he was actually fucking awesome. Um, but what he has been able to do is play well against the run, and he's been doing that the last couple of games. It's like he's he just looks different out there, and I'm 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 a big fan of that. I have a note here. I think the Chiefs, uh, one of their main offseason uh, points of emphasis, should be to extend Legarius Sneed. Uh, he's awesome. He's like he's like 2019 Tyron Matthew out there. How how versatile he is, and how they use him on disguised blitzes 
pass defenses, oh, the way he's sacking the quarterback. Like I just, I think Legarius is, uh, is really good. You guys said it about, um, about Karloftis, Chris Jones, of course is, oh my gosh, Chris Jones is amazing. Uh, so I'm just happy that the team came out of this game healthy. Um, I've talked very highly of Trent McDuffie so far as I think it's warranted. If you just look at what he has faced so far, he is easily facing his biggest challenge going into the Cincinnati game. The best receiver that he has faced so far is Keenan Allen, but it was not for very many snaps because they had McDuffie kind of kind of lined up outside and Keenan was, you know, getting the, the, those, those slot receptions and, and McDuffie wasn't on Keenan Allen in that charger game when he had that 50 plus yard pass. But um, you know, he's, he's, he's had to guard Tennessee receivers with Malik Willis and he had to guard these Rams receivers with Bryce Perkins, you know, if the, other than Keenan, it's been like Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. He's got he's gonna have to guard Jamar Chase and T. Higgins this week with Burrow. So I think McDuffie has played great so far. I love his willingness to tackle. Um well, we're gonna see, you know, if Trent's up for it this weekend. I think of course he will be, and there'll probably be a player too where he gets got, but Hopefully nothing too crazy. So, yeah, I'm pleased with the defense. The defense has, uh, since since week eight, the Chiefs defense has allowed 27 um, second-half points. And so that's in their last five games. They've let 27 points. Pretty good. Um, and, but, you know, probably the biggest challenge of the season is coming up this week, and I'm pumped for it. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. I had never thought about it that way. But when you start building confidence – you start believing that you can do anything, and he's going to have to show up against Jamar. Now, let's talk about the Bengals. Let's start right there, actually. <clears throat> the Bengals have been balling with T. Higgins um, and Tyler Boyd. And I Hayden Hurst got in the mix a little bit, too. They went again in Tennessee this past weekend um, without Joe Mixon, without Jamar. And they kind of seem to be clicking right now. Any hesitation on Jamar coming back? I mean, I know it's the Chiefs in the regular season, but what have you guys seen? Maybe fill me in, actually, because you guys might be more of a speed on it, Blaine. Yeah, I, I've seen that there. he's going to play, or they're going to push him to play, just because I think they're more cautious about it for Tennessee, and mm. he maybe could have, and like, I think it was a holdout. Now, I, something there that we no, no one knows what the true injury is, so it's kind of a, I'm not an expert, <laughs> Right. I think he'll play. Johnny. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it's it's Monday, so we'll see how the practices go throughout the week and you know, if if they're smart, if if Cincinnati's smart and he's able to play, I I, I don't know, like they probably won't give him a full workload. Right. Like he's probably not going to play 100% of the snaps, right? Cuz they're right. they're going to need him to go on. Like if they beat the Chiefs in week 14 and he gets injured and is fucked for the playoffs well that's the stupidest thing in the world you know that game doesn't mean as much so I think I, I think what I'm monitoring is of course his health but Joe Mixon's health too Mixon didn't play against Tennessee it was all Samaje P Ryan he had uh he had a touchdown I think but he only had 58 he yards and 17 good. carries but I, well he had three point three yards of carry but keep in mind that's against Tennessee defense and they're great against the run so yeah I don't. I don't know. I. I would rather Pirine be back there than Mixon. But, um, you know, both teams are looking to get a little healthier. Hopefully, the Chiefs get Tooney back. Hopefully, Thornhill comes back. Although I like what what the Chiefs got from Brian Cook and um, 
you know, the Chiefs didn't get any new injuries this week. So hopefully Tony can get healthy. It's it just seems to me both teams are trying to get healthy for a stretch run here. This is this is kind of the point in the season last year when Cincinnati got hot. And so they're playing well this year too. So they might be able to do something. But the Chiefs the Chiefs have had this game circled all, all year. This is the mm-hmm. team that ended their season last year in both matchups where the Chiefs played against this team. They dominated them in the first half. I mean, the Chiefs were up 21 to three in that game and uh, in the second game. So, and I believe they were up 21 to seven in the first game. So I just, you know, total collapse in the second half. Mahomes knows he didn't play well. You know, I, I expect Kansas City to be as as subdued as they looked uh, against the Rams. I expect the exact exact opposite for this spot on the road. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we'll wrap it up here with one final point on the injury. Seemed like yesterday we got out pretty healthy. I don't remember much. Legereus left with a concussion protocol, but he cleared that and came back and got a pick, so he'll be fine. Um, unless I'm forgetting somebody, I think it's a pretty pretty They're good. injury-free report. Yeah, Chiefs win yesterday, twenty-six to ten, to improve to nine and two. Um, on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati, to quote the best uh, football coach ever, Bill Belichick. We're on to Cincinnati. Johnny, Blaine, I appreciate you guys for uh, for recapping the win yesterday. 9-2 and two Chiefs, feels good to say. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. Full NFL slate, plus Chiefs-Bengals preview, plus Johnny's final thought. Shout out to the listeners. Boys, we'll talk to you later. Cheers. Go Chiefs. See you.